You are listening to the MZBC Students Greenhouse Podcast. For more information about Mount Zion Baptist Church, go to mzbc.net slash students or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mzbcstudents. You could call me a former baseball player if you want. Um, you probably shouldn't, um, but you could. So I had a very um, short stint uh, playing baseball, uh, a couple of seasons. I was not what you would call good at baseball. I super love baseball. I know a lot about baseball. I love watching baseball, uh, go Rangers, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, let me tell you about one particular moment that was like my moment to shine. You ready? So where do they normally put the people who aren't very good? Right field. Yep. So I was in right field. So there I am, right field. Sorry if you play right field in the room. Um, If you're actually on like a good team, that's not like the bad spot to be. But on like regular teams, that's the bad spot to be. Um, And then whenever you play like church softball, they put the worst people at catcher, which is where I play. Um, But uh, so this one moment, I'm in right field. Ball doesn't get there very much, especially when you're in, like, sixth grade, like I was, because um, nobody, nobody knows how to do anything in sixth grade, except, like, that one kid. There's, like, always that one kid who's, like, better than everybody else, and you're like, okay, he's probably going to go, like, play somewhere. Uh, but uh, so the ball comes my way. It's a pop fly. And I'm like, all right, I've practiced this a couple of times. I think I've got this. And so I get going. I'm running up to it a little bit, throw my glove in the air. And then it catches just the tip of my glove. But doesn't really slow down very much. And then hits me square between the eyes. I mean, just straight between the eyes. And then I'm like out on the ground, like. <laughs> my mom's like, oh, my baby. Right? She likes screaming. My dad's like. <laughs> right? So in that moment. I was super focused. I was like, I've got this. This is my deal, right? I've got my glove in the air and failed miserably. I mean, just failed miserably. I was focused on the right thing at the right time, but still just just failed really terribly. Uh, and uh, it led me to be afraid of the ball because I don't know if you know this or not, it hurts a lot, especially when you get hit right in the face, Right? You hit right in the face, it really hurts. And so my uh, not very so lucrative career in baseball ended pretty abruptly because I was too afraid of the ball. Um, but uh, yeah, that happens. But my, my focus still led to failure, and then that failure led to fear, which caused me to quit playing baseball. I fear a lot of Christians today have allowed past failure or even potential future failure to lead to sort of quitting or at least being hesitant to actually live out their faith, to actually live the way Christ calls us to live because we're afraid, we're afraid of that failure. We know what we need to be focused on. We know that everything's going to be okay, but we're just afraid of that fear. There are two main questions I want to ask and kind of answer tonight. What is the one thing as Christians we should be focused on? One thing. There are a lot of things we can and should do What's the one thing we should be focused on? And how do we keep focused on that one thing, no matter what? How do we keep focused on that one thing, no matter what? 
So turn to Philippians. Philippians. Book of Philippians. It's on page 980 in my Bible, if that helps. Um, chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I should stop doing that because people who don't like know the Bible, they're like, oh, okay. And I turn to it. <laughs> Uh, Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 12. It's a pretty, pretty well-known little passage here, uh, but I want to look at it maybe in a new way. As we're beginning this, as you guys are beginning this new year of school, you're beginning sort of this, you kind of get this blank page, though there is last year, and you kind of know what's maybe coming this next year and that kind of stuff. Um, but as we're, as we're starting this sort of new year, kind of have somewhat of a blank page, Let's just get focused on the right thing. So Philippians chapter 3, starting verse 12. Let me read. This is Paul writing. He was just talking about um, being made perfect in Christ, and then he goes on to talk about this a little more. And so he says, Not that I have already obtained this, or I am, excuse me, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also that also to you. Verse 16, only let us hold true to what we have obtained. And then 17, this is where we'll stop. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. So let me set this up. So Paul's writing to uh, the Philippians here, and he he's gives them all kinds of uh, different things. He talks about Jesus being the light in the world. Uh, he's talking uh, about Timothy and some different things like that. And he just talked about this idea of righteousness righteousness through Christ, like being made perfect, being made right. So what he's saying is he starts right off the bat. Paul, who, if you've been in church for more than like a week, you've probably heard like a whole bunch about how awesome Paul was, and he did all these great things, and traveled all over um, the ancient world, and just won like thousands and thousands and thousands of people to the Lord, and, uh, and just shared the gospel without fear, no matter what, and was imprisoned a whole bunch, and still kept going, all these things. That guy, who we would hold up as like one of the greatest heroes of the faith, he starts, he starts and he says, not that I have already obtained this. And he goes on and he kind of like does these, Paul loves these like circular arguments where he kind of like argues his point just over and over again until you're like, okay, Paul, I get it. I get it, okay? But even this guy says, look, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I haven't made it yet. And he goes on, he talks in other places about we, we just, we won't be perfect until we're made perfect in heaven whenever we're with Christ, uh, if, you choose, if you choose to follow him. So he starts with just saying, look, I'm not perfect, and I, and I won't be until that point. And so we, a lot of us, especially those, those of us who are prone to lean toward legalism, need to just take a deep breath and realize it's okay to not be perfect. That's the goal we strive toward. We strive to obey the commands that Jesus has given us. We strive to live the way Jesus did. We have to understand that, it, that it's okay that we're, that we're not perfect. We, we need to stop trying to put up the, the front. Trying to, we need to stop pretending that, that we're perfect. 
We just, we just do. If Paul gets to do that, of anyone, uh, if Paul gets to do that, um, then we need to do the same. Paul says um, that not, he's, he's not perfect in this, but even though he's not perfect, what does he say? Is I keep pushing forward. He says, I press on to make it my own. He says, I'm not perfect. I haven't made this yet. I'm not there yet, but I press on. I push on toward that goal. I think some of us in the room have, I, I, I fall more on this side. So there's some who, who lean more uh, falling into like legalism type stuff and you're following the rules. And you're like, okay, I'm, I got I to gotta, like make it look like I've got it all together. I've got to pretend like I'm, I'm like the perfect little Christian, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. That's not usually me. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite a lot of times uh, where I'm like, I'm not perfect. I'm never going to be. Why even, why even try, right? Why, do, why, why even try if I'm, I'm just going to keep messing it up? If I'm going to fail over and over again, then why even try? And so then I allow myself to coast as a Christian or even take steps backwards in my faith. But Paul says, he says, look, I haven't made it yet, and I'm not, I'm probably, I'm not going to until I get to heaven, but I'm going to keep pressing forward. I'm going to keep pressing forward. And he says, he says, because Jesus, what he's saying here, this my interpretation of this, he's not going to give up on pushing forward because Jesus didn't give up on Paul. Of all people that Jesus could have given up on, it would be Paul, right? Paul literally hunted down and murdered Christians, people who were following uh, Jesus. If Jesus were going to give up on anybody, it would have been Paul. But he didn't. Jesus sought even harder after Paul. So there's some in the room. Uh, maybe you're maybe you're new to being a Christian, or, or some of you you're just not a Christian at all. And a lot of times you, you you've been around church, you've been in the South, and so you've heard talk about Jesus and all these things. And maybe you think like my my grandfather. Um, still to this day, uh, no matter how much I <clears throat> share the gospel with him. He says, my past is too dark. I've done too many bad things. I'm too imperfect. I don't deserve, I don't deserve salvation. Why would, why would Jesus ever, why would Jesus ever do that for me? And the thing I keep telling him is, you know, you're right. You don't deserve that at all. First time I told him that, he was like, wait, what? Uh, so look, you're right. You don't deserve that at all. But that's not the point. It's not about what you deserve. It's about what Christ does, what Christ has done for you. And so if you're in that place where you're like, man, my, you don't know my past. You don't know what I've done. You don't know how bad things have gotten, how dark things are back there. And I'm here to say, Jesus knows. And he still wants to offer you salvation. He still wants you to be made whole in him, just like he sought after Paul, who was one of the worst of the worst before he met Jesus. He offers, uh, he offers that freely to us. Um, and then Paul, uh, he continues on in verse 13. He says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. So he continues in this, this uh, deal, and he says, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Again, Paul's past is one of the worst that it could possibly be. Literally a murderer. And he says, I'm, I'm pushing forward to Christ. I'm turning away from those things. And I'm looking forward to the things ahead because of what Jesus has done for me. 
How many of you in the room uh, are afraid of snakes? Yeah, yeah, most everyone, because if you're not, then you're not a smart person. Um, snakes are the worst. You want to hear another moment where I, like, failed real miserably? Failed real miserably? So uh, I, grew up, I grew up in the swamp. I grew up on a river, and, uh, and so I was on a boat all the time, and uh, me and my friends were out on a boat all the time. Here's one time. Uh, this, this is absolutely 100% true if you've ever heard this because it's happened to me more than once, especially if you're in like one of the aluminum boats, like the metal boats. If you pull under trees on the river, you got to be careful because the snakes will drop down in your boat. That's true. 100% true that snakes will drop down uh, inside your boat. And so there was this moment, I was out on the river with this girl, don't tell my wife, and uh, it was way before, way before my wife, right? But she believes that no other girls existed before we met. She tells me that all the time. Um, no matter how much that's not true. Um, so I was out on the river with this girl, and we're, we pull up to this uh, place to get out uh, onto the bank. We pull under this tree, which I knew better, and this snake drops down in the boat. And I make the most high-pitched squeal <laughs> you could possibly ever imagine coming from, I, I mean, I'm basically this size still. I mean, not quite this size, but like this size still. And, uh, and so I, I make the most high-pitched squeal possible, and I dive in the water. I just jump out of the boat. I just jump straight out of the boat and just leave her there. Just leave her there. Um, didn't work out. Didn't work out between us. Uh, so I jump out of the boat because my, one of my biggest fears, snakes, right? Because they're Satan. And uh, if you believe differently, then maybe you follow Satan. I don't know. Um, but uh, so I just... I squealed real high and jumped in the water and just fled from that snake as fast as possible. Turns out it was one of like just the water snakes. It wasn't even poisonous. Um, didn't even care. Didn't even care in that moment. I was just out. You see, Paul, right here, whenever he says, whenever he, whenever he says that he's uh, forgetting what lies behind and he's straining forward to what lies ahead, he's not, he's not talking about just like, cool, there's my past. I'm just going to like walk away from my past, like do this deal. I had this friend who walked like this all the time. Not really sure why. We're, we're going like 90s tonight, right? So like I was alive in the 90s and these like Jinko pants things that were like the, the bottoms like did this number. Uh, and so he wore those and he was just, the pants like made the noise or whatever. And he's just like, even if he was like in a hurry, he would move from like this to like this right? That was it. Like, that was like high speed. I won't tell you his name because he may one day listen to one of these and then like get mad that I was like making fun of him. But uh, he, he just never really had many cares in the world and never really like moved very quickly about anything. That's not what Paul's talking about here. He's talking about not just like turning away from your past and like moving on. He's not even talking about like moving on and like still kind of like looking back and that kind of stuff. Paul is talking about jumping out of the boat, squeal if you have to, right? Like he's saying like the past, no matter how dark, no matter how crazy, no matter, ba- no matter how bad that is, turn from that and run as hard and as fast as you possibly can in the opposite direction. And what lies in the opposite direction is Jesus. Jesus. The writer in Hebrews, he puts it this way. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way. He says, 
setting aside all weight and any sin that would hold me back, that would easily ensnare me and drag me back into where I was before. That's what Paul is talking about here as well, is we're, we're putting down anything that may distract us, anything that may weigh us down, anything that might slow us down. We're turning and we're running as hard, as fast as we can away from whatever that is. And so maybe as you're beginning this new year in school, you have this somewhat of a blank page. Um, maybe you need to spend some time tonight thinking through all the things around you that distract you, that weigh you down, that hold you back. I asked the question earlier, what's the one thing that Christians should be focused on? What's the one thing that we should be focused on? If you've been around church for like more than a day, you're probably going to, and even if you've never been in church before, you probably know the answer is Jesus, right? Verse 14, Paul says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's just Paul's really cool way of saying that I'm running toward Jesus. The one thing that I'm turning away from all of this worldly stuff, all these things that weigh me down, that hold me back, all of that, the one thing I'm turning around and running as hard as I possibly can toward is Jesus. And he's not just, he's not just talking about like physical Jesus. He's talking about knowing and loving Jesus, a deeper and deeper relationship with Jesus. So a lot of times we say like, oh, we're walking toward Jesus or we're running toward Jesus. Half the time, I don't even know what that means. And I think you're in the same boat. What, is that, what does that even mean? So to, to add a little more verbiage there, what we're talking about is knowing Christ more. Is, is knowing Jesus more. And the, and the biggest way we do that is time spent in the word and time spent in prayer. Time spent in the word and time spent in prayer. Until we genuinely fall in love with Jesus in a way that makes us want to run hard after him and spend time learning more about who he is and who God is, who the Holy Spirit is in scripture and spending time praying and communicating with him. Until then, we're just gonna remain moving like this, right? Or just still hanging out in our past sins, still being weighed down by all these things. But to really be able to run hard after Jesus means we have to want to know and seek after Jesus. That's what Paul's talking about here. This one thing that we're focused on is to know Jesus more. Knowing Jesus more. He goes on and he says... Uh, that those of us who are mature think in this way, and if anything you think, uh, excuse me, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. And so what he's saying, you ever heard the phrase, uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? This is one of my favorite phrases of all time. Um, some of you are like, wait, what are you talking about, throwing babies out and stuff? Uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Like when you have like a newborn, hopefully you don't have one yet. Um, there's like this little like tub that you like bathe them in because they're like tiny, like frail humans and can't like do normal things. Uh, and so there's a little bit of water in there. You bathe them, whatever. And then you got to throw that water out. Well, you wouldn't like carry the thing out with a baby in it and just throw the whole thing out, right? That's pretty absurd, right? The same is true with our past. And so when Paul's saying like, 
Turn from what lies behind and run toward Jesus. He's not saying forget every single thing you've ever done and experienced and all that kind of stuff, because that's absurd. If you've gone through something significant in your life, that's going to be with you your whole life. It just is. The truths and things that you learn, you need to bring along with you. And so what he's saying is like, forget, forget all of the sin, try to put away all the distractions, move, pull off all the weight that's holding you back so that you can run harder and run faster, but you still need to hold on to what you know is true. Anything that you have learned along the way that is true, and the only thing that we know for sure is true is God, and anything that involves God. Everything else can fall to the wayside. Everything else can be taken off so that you can run faster, but the things that we learn about God as we go, we hold on to those. So he's saying, only let us hold true to what we have attained. And then the other question was, how do we stay focused on Jesus, right? So the main thing that we need to be running toward, the main thing we need to be focused on is, run, is, is knowing Jesus more. How do we do that? Well, I've alluded to some of that. That's time spent in the word, time spent in prayer. But he, in verse 17, Paul says, brothers, join in imitating me. Now, he's not being arrogant. Paul's not saying, like, I'm the greatest of all time, right? Like, look at me and do what I'm doing. Uh, that's not the way he's trying to portray this, right? What he's saying is, look, I'm running really hard after Jesus. I am. I'm not perfect. He's already said that. But I'm trying to run really hard after Jesus. So run with me. Follow behind, right? And then he goes on and he says, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. A huge way to know more about Jesus is to spend time with other Christians, especially those who are a few steps ahead of you. Maybe an upperclassman, maybe, uh, maybe a peer who just has, for whatever reason, been able to run harder after Jesus than you have, and you just spend time with them and learn what they've learned about Jesus. This is that iron sharpening iron thing where we learn from one another. You experience Jesus differently than I experience Jesus because we're different people, have different personalities, connect differently. And so we spend time with one another. We spend time with the incredible adult leaders that you guys will get to meet your new leaders later uh, in just a couple minutes, right? Or a few minutes. The adult leaders who have come to spend time with you in small group and events and that kind of stuff, they're not perfect. They would all freely admit that they're not perfect. But they've experienced a little bit more of life. They've experienced maybe a little bit more of Jesus. They're running hard as, as best they can after Jesus. So imitate them. The biggest, the biggest imitation we do is we, we try to find, we see in Scripture how Jesus lived his life because he, he actually did live perfectly, and so we imitate him. But Paul is saying, even those around you who are trying to run hard after Jesus, do what they're doing. Learn from them. This is not you on an island trying to by yourself fight the world and, and run after Jesus. We're a family here. We're, that's the whole point of small groups, and, we'll, and you'll talk about that more uh, in the coming week. So as you're looking toward this school year and all the things that lay ahead of you, stay focused on knowing Jesus more. Don't let last year's failures hold you back. Don't let the potential future failures keep you from moving forward. Take whatever it is you need to and set it aside so that you can run harder and faster. I don't know that I was supposed to point this out or not, but you see there are some cell phones around on this first step. There were some uh, students who've decided, um, if you use the Bible on your phone, this is, that's okay for the most part. Uh, if you have a physical Bible, that's better. But what they're, what they're saying when they do this, they've, they've committed, when they're in this time of greenhouse, 
they're trying to eliminate all distractions. So they can come and they can focus on worshiping and focus on uh, God's word. So they set aside their phones during this time. That's what that's where I'm, I'm not saying that you have to do that and I don't want you to like do it to like look cool or whatever and that kind of thing. But that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Whatever it is that distracts you, whatever it is that keeps you from being fully focused on Jesus has to be set aside or else it's going to continue to hold you down and weigh you down and slow you down. I'm going to pray and the band's going to come and we're going to sing one more song before we move on. In this time, in this last song, I want you to think through all the things that may weigh you down, all the things that distract you, all the things that keep you from running hard after Jesus and figure out ways that you can move those. Maybe it's Maybe it's quitting a team. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is, putting down some kind of game, putting down some kind of phone, whatever it is, that God leads you to say that's in the way between me and you. Maybe you need to spend some time figuring out how to get rid of those things. Father, I thank you so much for this time. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you make yourself available to us, to be in relationship with us, that you sent Jesus. Thank you, Jesus for dying for us and running hard after us even though we don't deserve it. Holy Spirit, now in this time, help us to figure out whatever it is that holds us down, what holds us back and slows us down. Figure out ways to cut those things out of our life, to set those things down so that we can run harder and harder after you. In Christ's name, amen.